Hello, welcome back to Divas Diamonds and Dollars podcast. My name is Larissa Troach, my co-host Cecilia Benford. We offer whole life insights and a unique perspective from two sisters and sisters speaking to the collective sisterhood of women everywhere. We offer weekly conversations about the status of women today and empower you with the tools and strategies to help you live your best life. Now, based on our business and career management backgrounds, we offer sound guidance and share the key success principles of leadership, personal development, and business savvy. Remember, we are speaking to all that you are, and we are here to support you on your personal growth journey. Now, be sure to, sub- to subscribe to our weekly podcast. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcast and other platforms wherever you ingest your podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. We invite you to lean in for possibly the best conversation you have had all week. My goodness, winter time. Almost. I'm very cold, so it feels like winter time. (laughs) And so when you hunker down in the house, you have lots of time to reflect, if you will. Right. So today we're in a reflective mood and we're going to talk to you about how to be a star. Now, quick, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear be a star? Are you a mover and a shaker, innovator, or are you still hiding behind your potential? Hmm? Have you thought about having a starring role in something big? Now, now what we're talking about as we wrap up 2021 is where do we go from here? Now, if you have been following us this year, and we hope you have been, or even if you're new, check out what we have promoted this year. Sisters and Sisters is about you. We we say that at the beginning of every episode, this really is about and for you. Uh, Whether you are starting all over, as some of us are, depending on your age group and where you are in your life plan, life design, or if you are on your way as a multipreneur or have already starred as a voyager or trailblazer. Now, as we reflect on what we shared this year, we know that life sometimes requires repeats and sometimes it just might require starting all over. Now, no matter your situation, you can still be a star. All caps. Sister Lee Wen. All right. You know that be a star, it, it really today as we look at our lives and the more you look and meditate um, because we have been inside a lot and we've been exposed to more people. It's funny, people talk about, oh my gosh, we're not around people. Yeah, but I've, I've been feeling pretty exposed to what I'm getting across the TV screen or internet, right? or something. So yeah, we've been exposed. And so with that being said, um, be a star. I've seen a lot of stars. Um, I'll just share real quickly. Uh, Annie was on this past Friday. It was a remake. And when I just looked at the star, I was thinking, how old is this girl? And they, I, I saw it on the news. She's actually 12. But and she said why she wanted her role so she can represent to other girls like her. So 
stars come in all ages. Then I looked at some little basketball players today, little boys, and you just think about how they're going to be when they grow up. Well, somebody's hoping they'll be a star. And then there's the mamas and the papas, you know, who take care of who we're talking about. And then there's you, right? So when I was thinking about this, um, so much of my career required that um, I motivate others. I was in a, what we call a high powered or high performance environment. So it was my job to create a high power productive cadence. And ultimately, so that the team was contributing to the overall mission. So I did borrow this title from a former role as a leader. My team came up with a value statement to go with our mission and vision statement. And I really wanted to be on this team because what our values are really set the tone for what we seek, I think. Or at least today, I think some of us need to start having some values because I'm kind of wondering myself. So you can apply this concept to your personal or business endeavors. So I'm just, so we're gonna kick off this mnemonic, be a star. So Larissa, as I share the first, then uh, we'll hear, you know, how's that resonate with you? But be transparent to build trust. And so I think that today, you know, people are really concerned about who do we trust? Can you trust? Maybe some people don't even think about that is even important, but I think it's a must. If you want others to hear you, to see you, or to support you, what you are about, you have to build trust. You have to be transparent to people. You can't leave people wondering. And Risa, I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit, so what say you? <laughs> Well, you know, I, as I'm out and about, AKA working with my team, I, you know, I want to use word conflicted, but whenever I assign a task, if you will, or otherwise um, present a change, I always try and explain the whys and wherefores. You know, I, I try and treat people like adults. Um, no one ever likes to hear do this because I said so. That is not going to win you any friends or influence others, right? Not favorably. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so while I'm trying to explain the whys and wherefores, I recognize that's not always how we receive information. So I guess the best I can do is, is just like I said, treat people like adults. And, you know, it's also important to uh, share the backstory so you can get the buy-in. That's right. I mean, no one has time for change just for the heck of change. We are busy people. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, that's my go-to um, response when I'm working with others, you know. Um, I, we get busy. We have a gajillion things to do. But even when I'm, when I'm, I'm learning something new, I'm, I'm looking at the applicability. What is the application for this new thing? So, I always want people to understand the, the backstory and, and hopefully how this improves processes or and or improves lives. That's what we're all about. So um, that's my starting place. And I think that's a, um, I'm going to suggest that is a great tool for others to take on when they're working with, especially when they're working with others. Um, and I said adults, it doesn't have to be adults. I mean, you want to, when I'm speaking or otherwise training people, 
that is what I'm doing. I'm working on their development, their professional development. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping obviously that they will do well in this new role, but I'm also hoping that they will take this guidance in their approach with others that they happen to work with. So that's my two cents. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. I remember uh, some leadership class training thing I went to some years ago. And that was one of the things that they said. So if you've taken the E360, uh, where they, you know, you send it out to other people and people rate you, how they see you and your, you know, coworkers and subordinates and those who are above you. But what the leaders who are providing the training really said is you really should be the same person both in your personal life as well as your professional and so you really can use these things at home and with others so I believe that building trust is so important that's how we bond with other people and I know that a lot of things I've been able to accomplish is because people uh, trusted me Mm -hmm. so um so the next thing is so people trust me i'm trying to build trust the next one is empowerment at all levels and you know let's let's take the maybe the worst case scenario where somebody wants to be in charge or they want to be a leader and it's kind of like well perhaps but um i no kidding. I really do. I've always shared that people should look for opportunities to express creativity or to contribute to, you know, what's going on, uh, to get people to talk up and to come up with ideas so that people do see them. But we have to understand what that really means too. It's for them, but it's also for you. And a lot of times leaders have been micromanagers. They did not empower their people and people hate that. Uh, It doesn't allow them to grow. And so at all levels means everybody all around. And when you do that, I think it's um, not only what you want to hear from other people, but, you know, make sure you're doing that. So you can kind of check yourself on your actions and what recommendations are you doing? So empowerment is, is certainly part of that being a star. Even I'm sure, you know, directors in a movie have to kind of give some license to allow the actors and actresses to come in with some, hey, if we change the scene this way, this might be better, at least for my scene. So when you said that, I mean, it occurred to me how, how, how empowering if you will, might it be if we allow our team, our staff to provide show notes? I think that's what it's called when the actor speaks up. I don't know. I've never been. Mm, Okay. All right. But you know, if they can provide the show notes, because to my point about trying to explain the whys and wherefores, I'm, I'm trying to set the groundwork for them to be able to, well, first of all, learn from whatever the situation is so that they have a tool to use the next time this thing comes up. And so to the empowerment, you know, it's the, uh, it's the information, the tools and the resources that you need to do what it is that you're here to do, but also to provide the backstory, the information so that you are able to problem solve. And as you say, to become creative in offering new solutions 
we, you know, my, the, the thing that curls my hair the most, that's probably not true. <laughs> but one of the things that curls well, my hair is when people say, oh yeah, we can't do it because this is how we've always done it. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, please don't say that yeah. anymore. Do not right. say those right. words out loud to me because, right. you know, even as I personally have my daily challenges, if you will, they become sadly daily, is these uh, challenges with technology is that, you know, what served you well in the past is not always going to serve you well tomorrow. We yes. have to grow into our tomorrows because things are changing so, so quickly. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, what's that called? I'm smarter than the average bear, but um, I'm, I'm still a work in progress. And so I want to empower others. You have to let them feel comfortable enough to, what's it called? Fail forward, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't be afraid to speak up, share your insights, share your input, provide your show notes or whatever you want to call it, you know, just so that everyone is comfortable in speaking up and sharing uh, their best practices or their best tips and strategies. Because, you know, I meet with my team once a month and I'm sure I've got some updates and operations, whatever we're going to talk about, but I also um, do try and remember, don't do it all the time, but to remember to, you know, have so-and-so speak up and, you know, what's going on at your site, what's going on at your property, what did you learn, what would you like to share with the group? So I want, I want to, I'm trying to train future leaders is what I'm trying to do. That's right. The better leadership they are. I think that lightens my load as well. And um, I have plenty to do. So we can lighten my load that, that serves us all well. So yeah, by all means, empower your people. Don't just give them the um, responsibility. Also give them the authority to carry out, you know, the task at hand or whatever the assignment may happen to be. So, as these kind of conversations will always <laughs> kind of bring up situations you've been in and, you know, scenes and conversations. And so, first of all, be a star. I look at this like a, an equation, okay? So, trust. We're building trust and we're, we're, you know, we've empowered. And the other thing about empowerment is this. I, I know you've been there. I, I do not like to go to a meeting. Yes, I have an agenda. Yes, I've shared the agenda, but I don't want to be the only one talking. Mm. I want to hear some input, right? This is a two-way conversation. And what's and, and to me, if, if I haven't made that happen, there's something missing. Mm. Now, obviously, you know, there's personalities involved and what have you. But here's the another why connection act with a sense of urgency. If everybody is engaged, if everybody is empowered and we're all working together, and even if you're trying to develop your business, you, you really are trying to work with other people. You really don't have time to be waiting on somebody because time and momentum are important. And so when everybody is doing their part, everybody can kind of act with a sense of urgency. You know, they're very, yeah, we can relax on a lot of things, but a lot of things, you know, we just kind of want to keep it moving. You know, got that, we're not cracking a whip, but we are kind of snapping the fingers in a way, speaking, right? And so I feel like when I'm, I'm in the zone, I'm moving, I'm moving and grooving. And when I do that, it's like an elixir of, 
I've got something going, uh, you know, it causes you to be assertive. It causes you to be excited when these things are coming together. So, uh, and the more you do these things, the more others do these things, the more self-confident they become, the more you become self-confident as you have shared this with the team or as you're trying to build your business and you see people come into you with ideas where they're taking a part that you don't have to deal with, uh, they're off and running. And so that's the urgency that you wanna see. So I wanna give an example for my daughter because even though you have grown adults, um, you know, good relationships, you're, you're still kind of mentoring because they're your children, right? So my daughter is a realtor and um, she, she tends to share with me all the, you know, she leaves a house showing, oh my gosh, and she called me today about one. And of course, this was nothing I had to do, but listen, and it was kind of one of those two minute sound bites. But sometimes there are problems where she'll say, well, what else? Because, you know, I've tried everything. And so um, my job or role really is to encourage her. And so she had like three uh, posings that did not happen this month. That, that's, you know, you know, when you're kind of up and down, that, that can be a real downer. And so um, that's, the, that's the nature of selling houses. However, she called me yesterday and said, oh, guess what? I was the, the surprise seller of the month for November. And so what is the point of this? I've said, you know what, Quan? These are only that you can only control what you can control. Do what you can do. Always keep it moving. Don't get in a slump. You do what you can do. Things will fall into place. And voila, in this case, she was seller of the month. And so she gets to be on a billboard again. And so things do happen. And we just have to uh, realize when we're trying to do things just to keep it moving. Um, yeah, you're going to have some fallbacks and maybe somebody's not pulling their weight. But think and the sense of urgency. Not that not that your hair is on fire. That's not what we're talking about. Well you can't run around with the hair on fire because that will um that will be detrimental. You know that uh, sense of urgency is it's like trying to explain gray when people see in black and white and you know the reality is there are shades of gray in our process, right. you know, mm -hmm. in our interactions with others. Having Having, uh, trying to explain the, the concept of gray is a challenge. And so too is getting people to have a sense of urgency. Now that is what, since the day I tell it all, but you know, as a huge, huge frustration for me is because people who wait to the last minute or who are, which is not to say I, I work extremely well under pressure. And I remind myself as I'm, you know, burning the house down, getting it done. Larissa, this is great. You work so well under pressure, but why don't you know, why are we at this point? Why didn't you get it done when you, you know, had more leisure time, um, it's less stressful. And yeah, sure there's that adrenaline, but you know what I think part of the problem is, and so it's very situational, but it's like when, you know, there are things that you have to do all the time over and over. I think that's where people lose some of that momentum because it's like, uh, I'm gonna be doing the same thing tomorrow. Why am I gonna, you know, hurry up today? And and so it's it's important to look at 
the repercussions of the lack of urgency, if you will. And then also, if you're part of a process, if your steps, your actions are part of a process, you know, you don't want to hold up that that next person who has to do whatever they have to do. Right. So I always had that in my life. When someone sends me a report or some request for information, you're interrupting my flow. But again, I don't want to hold you up because I understand you have things to do over here. So it is kind of a give and take. Um, but in as much as you can plan your time and block out your time, and of course, stick to what you block out. That's the key. Yes, uh, there's that. I've learned a new 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 term called deep work. Um, I was calling it my focus time, deep work, however you want to call it. But you know, when you block that out and you just put your blinders on and get it done, it is so oh liberating. Yes, liberating, <laughs> energizing. Yeah. So I'm encouraging you to take that for yourself, um, but also in particular, you know. It comes, it's, I'm calling it a best practice, you know, so as you can develop these best practices for yourself, it's so worthwhile trying to imbue these best practices with those that you lead or otherwise work with, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we are at a give and take situation and it's not really all about you, unless you work in a cave somewhere under a rock, (laughs) there are other people that you're impacting. So you really have to develop that sense of urgency. And if you have a problem with the sense of urgency or when your time feels out of control, like there are other inputs impacting your time, then, you know, go back to tried and true, which is to block out the time, blinders on, phone away from you, um, you know, all those distractions. And that sense of accomplishment for all those things that you were able to knock out during your, your blocked out focus time or deep work time. And then whatever happens to the day happens to the day, but you've gotten it done over here. So really try and I'm going to suggest incorporate that into your acting with your sense of urgency. You might have to put that on the calendar and make it so. That's really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So now the star part of be a star. So seek excellence from the beginning of achieving your goals you don't start looking at excellence as you go along it's from the beginning and you need to understand that this is not about perfection because we know nobody can be perfect but also when someone looks at it as perfection then when things happen they tend to become maybe sometimes a little rattled because, oh, this isn't perfect. And you start spending too much time on the perfection instead of what is the overall excellence that you seek, okay? So when um, I, I don't know where I got this from, but at least for the last three jobs I had, as I onboarded my, not only my team, those uh, uh direct supports that I managed, but also just new employees to the organization that, you know, were up under, you know, uh, part of the overall group that I was responsible. One of the things, this is one I always uh, said to them, because I realized first that it was about my standard. And I felt like it, it held me to the highest standard by letting them know that I expect excellence. And that's the key word, expect. You don't, you know, it doesn't happen. So if I let them know from day one, I expect excellence, 
but I let them know I don't expect you to be perfect. You're learning. We all learn. And part of the, the equation is that I would say none of us knows everything. I don't know everything. Um, and I remember a young man tell me one time about, I don't know, he, he had been in the government like five years. And I don't know, he made some comment and I just kind of looked at him. I didn't laugh, but I was thinking laughter. Son, you have no idea. Hmm. Like you got so, so long to think about. It's not the long, but it's the experiences. And that's usually what I would focus on. You will learn some things, but it's all about the experience. So I don't want to beat that one to death because uh, that's going to play into some other areas that we've talked about. But excellence, uh, it, it well, like you did, you said like processes. Um, for me, excellence, if you're working towards that in all areas, it will show up in the people aspect and the process aspect and even the products that you produce. Well, at the end of the day, we could certainly go back to that old adage, if, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And as a leader, it's hugely important that you, um, I'm suggesting you raise expectations. You know, I, 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 I'm not sure if I shared this, but I had, I, I had a, one of my previous managers more than once. She's having a rough time. <laughs> She's like, can I come back and work for you? You know, because her manager is, look, I love the kids. I do. But um, sometimes when they're young, they haven't had the seasoning. And when you have a young person trying to raise him or herself, that does not always translate well into successfully managing others. Um, especially people who have more experience than you. So what, what is, you said it already that, you know, when you are hiring or onboarding a new staff member, you set expectations. Um, and then even so, once ex expectations are set, I think you also have to manage expectations. Mm -hmm. Now, and that in my particular role, especially in property management, I believe in over communicating because you don't know what people know and what they don't know. And so, it's, you want to anticipate questions, right? Mm -hmm. And so you want to over explain this. That's what I just suggest because sometimes I get these uh, emails and I feel like they started in the middle of the conversation. I'm like, where's the backstory? What are you talking about? So, you know, interactions with others, you have, if you are, if you communicate every, everything, <laughs> uh, if you communicate well upfront, that helps with the ongoing dialogue and ongoing interactions and processes. So I, you know, you it's easy to get frustrated and you can get to the point where you just wanna throw up your hands. But I just, I, you know, we're not here to be an also ran, right? So <laughs> what you wanna do is, I, I suggest you raise your expectations and you let the others know what your expectations are and you you know that you perform at a higher level and that is what you expect from your team if you will going forward or and as you say um what is that in our quick consumption society or instant gratification society sometimes we may be tempted to just put any old thing out there but you know that's your brand that's your reputation so you can't just throw any old thing out there and call it a day um, so whatever you do, 
take the time to do it right and to do it well, which is not to suggest perfection because you know it's all subjective, right? So there is no perfection. Let's go ahead and get that off the table, as we said. But um, perform with excellence, expect excellence, and manage the expect set and manage expectations. It definitely helps with the communications and the interactions with others. Okay, well that you know dovetails nicely with take ownership and accountability. So um, you said this earlier, Larissa, about getting it right the first time. So for me, again, excellence is it is about getting it right the first time. So obviously that's what I would like for myself, no matter what I'm doing, including decorating the Christmas tree that I've decided to change the lights on because I don't like the way it looks. And someone else says, you know, you could just leave well enough alone. I'm like, yeah, I could, but I don't like the way it looks. Or I want to move something here. I don't like, you know, so it is, you also say subjective. However, ownership and accountability means as well as excellence. I treat myself that way. And so I'm not asking anybody to do anything that I won't do myself. That's the first thing. Secondly, um, I think we hear enough finger, we see enough finger pointing. We hear people talk about everything but themselves. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, do these people go home and realize what they've done? I want, again, I'm going to use the basketball game today. The people in the crowd were like, oh my goodness, what is this coach? It was really, it's just what we saw unfold today, something I had never seen unfold. I'm not going to worry about those details, but remember, if you're coaching adults or if you're coaching children, there's a responsibility as a leader. You're trying to, it's not about just winning. What is it that you're trying to communicate? How are they supposed to execute? Do you coach see what we're all seeing? That's not, I'm pretty sure you don't see this because you would not do this. But it was like, it was very interesting. And so with that being said, ownership, coaches, we have to take ownership and we have to be accountable. And that was, before I even started talking about excellence, that was one of my first things I ever, ever really focused on because I don't, you know, I didn't need somebody standing over me to tell me what I needed to do. I knew what I needed to do and I needed to do it right. And my, but my personality is the type, I really don't like repeats. I really don't like to redo stuff. I really, really don't. When I have to, I'm not too happy. So there's that too, you know? So you want to be proud of your accomplishments. And, um, but what I do know also when you're that type person, people value you. And this kind of goes back to the whole, building trust and you know you people wanting to follow you because they notice what you do they notice that you speak up and say oh my bad i'm sorry uh well yes i miss that because there are a lot of people out there who don't and um, there's nothing like listening and watching somebody who does not take ownership for what they didn't do or what they did do and we see lack of accountability every day. We do, which means we probably need to change the channel. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm still. I do. I do. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> I'm very quick with the quick with the mute button. I'm like, okay, I'm enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but um, I have not cured myself of doom scrolling. But to your accountability point, one of my frustrations is 
<laughs> you know, it's like you set it up and then I express the frustration. So one of my frustrations is like when I'm asking my manager about something that happened on one of the properties, and then the first word out of the mouth is someone else's name. And I'm like, look, you're the manager. It all comes back to you. You are responsible for this property and you are supposed to, you know, you have to manage to the budget. You have to know what's going on. And, you know, you're, you're directing the staff who's on site. So if I'm asking you what happened over here, I don't want to hear someone else's name come out of your mouth first because it might sound a little bit harsh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, could this have been prevented? Could this have been foreseen? What, what, you know, what steps need to be taken? So yeah, no one, I mean, we all want to be seen in the best light. You know, let's talk about human nature for a hot second here. We want to be seen in the best light. And you know what, if you want to be seen in the best light, then do the right thing. Um, and the right thing is not always the easy thing. And one thing that I do try and do, I read somewhere, you know, a hundred years ago that, you know, a poor man's word is his bond, right? And if that's all you have to offer, well, you need to stick to your word. If you say you're going to do something, do something, follow through with it because people are counting on you and they will learn whether you do, you know, stick right. to your word. They'll just say, oh, Definitely they need learn to do what they say and blow them off. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So which mm -hmm. person do you want to be? How do you want to be seen? So, you know, a lot of what we're talking about, actually, I said a lot of it. You know what? probably all of what we're talking about is internal. But mm -hmm. these internal processes have external reactions or... Um, Impacts, results. Thank you. thank you. I so appreciate you filling in my blanks because, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those days. But yeah, it all starts with the internal person and how mm -hmm. we are projecting outwardly and yes. how we are perceived perceived right right so if you don't get anything else out of it it's not about finger pointing right right these are in our internal lessons or internal values if you will that you know we can take upon ourselves and manage to incorporate them into the daily so that they become a part of who we are and that was if you don't hear anything else today that's what we want you to take away. This is about you and how you are internally or how you can be internally. And, you know, this is, um, we, we, I'm pretty sure that no one that we're talking to lives in the silo. I'm sure mm -hmm. that you interact with others. So I think that these are worth adhering to and incorporating. So I hope that that is the part, you know, part one, it's 101.1, right? It's that here's the 101, but here's the point one is, you know, there's that internal or in that mutual interpersonal interaction. So I, I hope that you, you see how the two pieces go together. Mm -hmm. And so as we continue to tie these together, um, we take risks when we're driving a car and we, you know, we got to watch where we're going uh, because, again, people can say that person caused the accident. Yes, but were you paying attention? Were you speeding? Were you looking at your phone? Mm -hmm. So I like the fact that you talked about internalizing because there is an external impact or result, right? So whatever your personal development or project that you're trying to 
complete or the next new business you want to get off the ground, you have to assess and take smart risks. We all take risks. Some are more risk adverse than others, but the risks need to be smart risk. And to get there, you've got to assess. You've got to think about it. Um, and the point about this is things do happen. And so um, challenges happen to us every day. And somewhere in your daily thinking or before you get up, you sort of have in mind what you plan to do. But things do happen that you do not expect. However, if you have been thinking about what you plan to do, you're sort of prepared. You're better able to take the bumps and bruises and the ducks and the dodges to follow through with something else or that allows you to maybe look at it a little closer um, or the risk mitigation because there are some things that for example I, I mean I had one of those weeks and I just realized you are all over the place you are absolutely all over the place let's let's take a chill pill you gotta stop and think about yes you have all these things to do but the way you're doing them is not what needs to happen. And so, and once I kind of stepped back and looked at, yes, I have to complete all these actions and yes, well, okay, I may not get to all of them in the time I want to. I just got to figure out the plan to get through them. And what I found was that, okay, I can't do this now. So I'm going to go over here what's the next best thing I can do to mitigate what just happened to me? And so sometimes it's just really waiting something out. I had something this morning and the, the, the words that came to me weren't my words. said, well, you need to go call so-and-so and so-and-so. And I just thought to myself, I said, I could do that, but I have too many things to do. I'm not gonna do that, at least not today. <laughs> that keeps you out of the reactive mode, right? And so, um, and it turned out, I'm glad I waited it out because the problem went away. It was sort of a something I couldn't have, it was mechanical. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I, I looked at it, I made sure it wasn't life or death. It kind of startled me the first time I saw it, but then I decided I can wait. And thankfully it went away because we all see stuff that's just, some days it's just a fluke. So I know we've talked about risk, Larissa, and I know you are assessing what is the next smart thing to do all the time. So anything more you want to add to that? Not a whole lot, because I think we, we did actually a podcast on being risk averse. So I hope yeah. it will just point you back to that one. You might want to revisit that podcast because, you know, we, we, I believe we shared some really helpful insights in that, but you know what it is to your point about waiting out the crisis, crisis, you didn't use that word. <laughs> you know, we're always, I, 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 I cannot say this accurately, but I do think it is reflective of true life. If you're not having, I'm going to say crisis, regular crises, then you're not living. That means you're, mm -hmm. you're just sitting on the couch and nothing's happening. And so that does not, that does not move the needle. But to your point about problem solving, you know, the things that come up, because I mentioned it earlier, you know, frequently we're part of a process. And so things that I do, you know, 
is step three of a five-step process. So from my third step, then it goes on to someone else to do you know, steps four and five, for example. And so obviously I don't want to hold anybody up, but you know, like I said, I plan sometimes, you know, most days I'll plan my day, but the way I plan my day is not always how the day unfold because, mm -hmm. you know, you're tooling along and you're knocking them down one after the other. And then someone says, you know, detour, I need this now, or I need this whenever. Um, and so then you may have to stop and take care of that before you can get back to what you're doing. So, you know, you do have those outside influences that will impact your journey, but um, also sometimes your staff, I try not to hold anybody up. If my staff asks me something, again, I want them to be able to continue on. So I will usually answer them right away. And I know that's bad email strategy, but sometimes I will, because again, if it's a simple problem, detour. What I usually tell my staff is don't just vomit your problems all over me. If you have a problem, then what do you suggest? What are your suggestions? Oh. Present the problem and present some. Not heard that term. Well, it feels like some of those days. And so that's how ah. I came out that day. And so it has stuck with me. Look, don't just throw up your stuff in my lap. What do you want to do about it? What do you recommend? Right. So that can, you know, it first of all, it trains them to just not that's right. To be independent. And I'm very independent. So I want everybody to be independent and self-sufficient. Yeah. So how would you solve that problem? What do you recommend, right? So that's one thing. Or on the other hand, don't just have a knee-jerk reaction answer right away. Give them a minute to think it through. And then they may come oh, yeah. up with, you know, I should take care of this. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you, honey. And then, again, another third example is right before um, this recording. When my printer told me that the Wi-Fi wasn't working and I had to contact support. I'm like, I have time for all those people. I turn it off and turn it back on. And luckily it started printing, which is not always the case because, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in uh, the tech tunnel right now, but sometimes we just need a reboot. Now mm -hmm. that's about problem solving, not so much risk management, but risk management to your point, we've talked about it again, like in our previous podcast. So I'm not going to revisit that. It's just, you know, make your plan, assess your options and, you know, consider the pros and cons, decide and move forward. That's really all we can say about risk management, you know, know your risk tolerance, because if you're going to lose sleep over every little hiccup, well, well, you and I should have a much longer conversation. Yes, that's but, right. Um, there will be risk on the journey to success. And so yeah. learn to know your risk tolerance. And if it's very low risk tolerance, it might be time for some uh, deeper conversations and reassessments, but you cannot avoid risk. You can manage your risks. So that is all I will say on that little number. Because I want you to listen back to the podcast. It was a goodie. That's right. So um, we have rounded to the very end. And as I'm sure, hopefully you're feeling um, that you're starting to making, that you're already on this star journey. And there are some things that you've been reminded to do. And this last one I call easy kills respecting others again I don't think I don't think you should have to say that to people but you know what I see disrespect and so uh, fortunately for me um, maybe a couple little close calls perhaps during a work situation or any type but you know what you got to call those right away okay so first of all I don't allow disrespect I don't deal with disrespect that's the first thing so I'm just gonna say that because that's, that's, that's for other people. And the reason is I don't disrespect people. And so um, 
respecting others generally breeds mutual respect. That's it at, at the bottom line. Not only that, uh, when people are respectful to each other, you're more willing to listen to each other. And then you're more willing to work together. You're inspired to you know, be with that person, um, to be part of their sphere, whatever they're doing. Um, uh, and so we do hope for lasting relationships. Uh, sometimes we, you know, it's, it's for me, it's such a blessing for all the people that I've encountered throughout my career. And, and sometimes you don't remember everybody or somebody will cross your mind or somebody will say, hey, I was just thinking about you. So those are the things you have to respect others. If you're gonna be on this star journey, you have to respect others. So um, I know we've talked a lot about things and I, I don't wanna shut you off on this part, Louisa, but uh, we wanna to get to some you know, takeaways and action items because as bountiful or maybe this may seem like a no brainer, but you know what? You have to take actions got to have some takeaways because that's what seeks that's what you uh put inside you to keep growing and becoming no please carry on okay because, you okay. know be respectful and get you know in order to be respected you have to be respectful so there's nothing else to say about yeah. that okay okay <laughs> all right so hopefully by now you've pictured in your mind i'm closing my eyes picture in your mind be a star so strategize what this means to you. Um, because I, I hate to say this, but I've seen so many people with potential, but they really need help thinking this. They need help internalizing this. And so we want you to internalize. We want you to help somebody else internalize this. And we want you to continue to want to be a star. And so as you... Um, start your path or continue moving forward because uh, some people are just starting because they haven't really developed this confidence and some are just continuing to move forward whether it's personally or leading others you have to think it to become it right you got to strategize what does this mean to you fill in the blanks on what you would do for each of these uh, how do you want to work with your team you know what i've done is when there are things that we need to work on as a team. I've kind of come up with some pieces, you know, areas that we need to develop and grow. And then you go off with your team and have a strategy session. And with that, it's, you want to help your leaders become leaders. You want them to shine. You don't want your leaders to stay with you. They need to grow and really, and, and go be promoted. So, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've become very attached to people, but at the end of the day, I knew my job was to help them be the best they could be so that they could go be promoted and go elsewhere. It was a tough, but that's my job, right? But it's also for yourself and, you know, maybe, you know, your children. So, um, you know, what approaches will you take to be a creative life changer? You're not just here for a day. You're not just here for a week. So, um Remember these words in the future, but what is it going to take for you to be a star in your orbit? In your so, orbit? Yeah, orbit. Look that up. I, I checked. It was okay. <laughs> your universe, but okay. Oh, okay. So,
first of all, uh, I'll just throw out the first one. Being a star requires you to be mindful. It does not just happen. Mm. You got to set your sights on your dream. People talk a good thing, but they're not mindful of it. They say it, but they're not mindful. Always envision how your actions support what you want to achieve. So, you know, you've talked, I'm sure you've heard of affirmations and or visualizations. And I do called myself um, someone who couldn't be, I'm not that person, but I could, um, I can, uh, when I am, you know, I will sit myself down and I will visualize exactly, say, for example, how I want the day to unfold, or in my case, I was extra uh, visual when I was envisioning a particular event, uh, one of my signature events that I uh, plan to hold. And so um, however you do it, you know, you cannot just say, um, that's why they tell you to make smart goals, for example, right? They have to be specific, measurable. Uh, I think that it's an attainable. Achievable. And uh, time-based, time yeah, right? So you can't just say that, Relatable. well, I would like to make some money. Uh, yeah, well, I want some money. How much is some money? And when do you need this money? And how much, you know, so you have to really be specific. And that I would suggest is, you know, what mindful means is you have to, you can't just say it, you have to enact it. You have to wear it. So be mindful um, is not a one-time event. I think that's really what we want to say. It's something that has to be a constant and it has to be in the forefront of your mind and shape or otherwise color the actions that you take to get you towards those star level achievements. Right. So I think you've also sort of hit on the actionable part. And to me, that's the intentional part. Uh, to be a star, you've got to be intentional. And this, you know, so, you know, the mind, the vision, the actions are very intentional because that is what creates the desired momentum. Um, you, it's just not going to happen without your being intentional. Things don't just happen without that. So um, as you've assessed, as we have done it, you know, we do it in, in lots of areas of our lives. Some we do better than others, but assessing your short-term and long-term objectives is what you have to be about to be a star. I mean, everybody, whether it's a movie star or um, a workplace uh, leading a major corporation, they assess their objectives, what they want to accomplish. And when you do that and you get to check those off, you are inspired to do more um, and not, and sometimes we don't do things to get people to say, oh, look at her. But you know what? When somebody recognizes what you've done or, you know, maybe you get a, an award or people just say, yes, you know, Cecilia did so-and-so or thank you, Cecilia, sometimes just the thank you, right? Um, that, that, that's inspiring. And so that helps move you forward as well. Absolutely. So I always, again, previous podcast, you Inc., um, you know, running your business and or your career like a corporation requires the risk assessments, the objectives and strategies, and the action, my darlings, 
passion is the cure for what ails you, as I like to say. So um, in all things that we have presented to you today, it, it all starts with the big A, taking action, measurable action every day to get to where you want to go. So don't forget that. And you're, you're only living up to your expectations. You don't have to worry about, you know, what other people think about you, what other people are going to say about you. This is for you and it's because of you. And so it, I'm, I'm hoping that you take these things to heart because these are internal actions that have outward impact. Yes. So just the last final thing I will say about all this is that you, um, when you're on this journey, that you acknowledge how relationships are strengthened based on your actions and the successful outcomes because you're not a star without others. You're not a star without people contributing to you or you contributing to others. All of this helps you accomplish what you want to accomplish. And so the successful outcomes really let you know you have arrived and you have a done that amazing event or action and you just kind of stand on a mountain and say wow and oh you know but you don't stay there huh that's the story for another day be a star go out there and do it get her done and go ahead and take a pause for the cause and recognize your achievements because that helps you that fuels your future growth and so my pretties, what we're going to do is go ahead and let you go with those few thoughts so that you can mold them over and learn how to incorporate them into your life. So as always, I say this late, but I hope you're taking copious notes. And if you weren't, just replay the podcast again so that you can make some notes and put action items next to the notes that you have taken. And before we close, we want to remind you what's coming up next week. Do you know it is already December? How did that happen? I did not even see the calendar page flip over and I'm like, right, it's December. Where, where have I oh. been? So next year, we're going to actually take a little bit of a stroll down memory lane and really kind of recap some of the, hmm, do you want to call them highlights, lowlights, some notable moments of 2021. That's what we'll call it. They're notable, yeah. better and yes. different. They happen. Um, and then, you know, there's there was a lot actually that happened. I... Um, We'll save that for next week. But anyway, you know, how does that, what type of opportunities will this present for us moving forward? So we're going to, as next week will be part, part one of a two-part series. We're going to look at 2020, hello, 2021 year in review. Uh, and then we're going to look ahead to 2022 because, hey, there's that darn calendar. We're flipping the page again. All so right. um, yes, it is. what are we going to do in the new year? Um, hopefully it's a growth pattern from what we did in 2021. So thank you so much for joining us. And if you haven't done so, make sure you check out the latest installment of the Morning Moxie with Larissa, where we offer bite-sized pieces of inspiration and motivation to help you jumpstart your day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars podcast, and we will catch you on the next episode. See you soon. Ciao. Bye. Thank you.